Howdy, my friends, and welcome to episode 232 of Keeping Up with the King. This is Mike, and uh, welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. And today, we're in Matthew 23. Matthew 23 again, and we're going to do a big chunk. If I can talk, we're going to do a big chunk today. Uh, we're going to look at, uh, let's see, uh, 2317 through 22 or so. So, again, this section is Jesus speaking to the crowd at the temple and to his disciples. This is during the final week of uh, his ministry before his, uh, his crucifixion and resurrection. And he has been speaking, again, to the multitudes, the crowds, to his disciples about the scribes and the Pharisees and their hypocrisy. And so... Um, in the previous, um, previous few seconds, he said, woe to you hypocrites. Um, you travel land and sea, uh, to win one proselyte again, having trouble talking today. So then in verse 16, he says this, woe to you blind guides, you know, blind guides, like this, the idea there again, that he's saying is like, look, you're, you're following people and you don't even you don't even see the way here they are the experts on the law that points to him and they're missing it blind guides he says woe to you blind guides who say whoever swears by the temple it is nothing but whoever swears by the gold of the temple he's obliged to perform it fools and blind for which is greater the gold on the temple that or sorry the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold so What's greater, the gold or the fact that that gold is in the temple? If that gold was elsewhere, would it be important? It'd just be gold. It'd still be valuable, but it's not the same. It's the temple that makes the gold valuable. So is he saying that you should swear upon the temple and not upon the gold? Or is he saying, what's he saying here? Well, as we read on, I think we're going to see uh, he's pointing out the ridiculousness of something that they do. So let's keep going. Verse 18. It says, and whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. This is what they what they would teach. Whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. So if you were to swear, like I swear by the by the altar, you're not obliged to perform that. But if you swear by the gift that you're offering on the altar, then you're obliged. And he says, fool, fool, fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Once again, the thing that they're offering to God, you know, the lamb or whatever it is that they're offering. Ten minutes earlier, it was a lamb. You put it on the altar and now it's an offering to God. Is it the lamb that makes it special or is it the altar that the lamb is offered on? So again, this might seem really strange to us because we're like, well, what are you talking about? So apparently this was something that was going on. This was a teaching of the religious leaders of the day that they had these ways of making oaths that were um, binding and not binding. Kind of like, well, if I swear upon, like he's saying, if I swear upon, I swear upon the temple. Well, you're not, that's not a binding oath. But if you say, I swear upon the gold of the temple, well, now you're in a binding oath. I swear upon the altar, not a binding oath. I swear upon the gift of the altar, that's a binding oath. 
and and so he, Jesus is pointing out not only is this ridiculous that one of these things is a loophole and one of them's binding but not only that but the way you're doing it is completely the opposite of what would really make sense because again it's not the gold that's special it's that that gold is part of the temple that makes that gold special it's not the gift that's special it's the gift is upon the altar and who the gift is being offered to that's special so he says this he goes um therefore he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all things on it and he who swears by the temple swears by it and him who dwells in it and he goes on to say and him and he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of god and by him who sits on it so so what's the whole point with all of this right he's pointing out again they're the foolishness of the things that they're that they're teaching and practicing and leading the people in this strange thing of of certain making certain oaths being more binding than others where if you read the words of jesus you'll see he says things like let your yes mean yes and your no mean no anything beyond that is of the wicked one he's saying don't swear don't if if you don't you don't need to make all these oaths just say what you say what you mean do what you said you're going to do if you say yes then do yes if you say no then do no then that's the way it works it's we shouldn't have this whole matrix of oh well he said he'd do it but he said he would do it and he swore by the the button on his favorite pair of pants now is the favorite pair of pants binding or is it the button on the pants binding? What's the binding part? And it's just ridiculous, but that's the, the kind of things that they had done in their religious practices. And that's the things that he's warning them about. He's not saying that there's a problem with the law. He's not saying there's a problem with God's word and with, with Judaism, because we know there's no problem with it. Uh, the problem is with men, men being unable to live up to God's law, men, um, taking hold of and living in sin rather than repenting. Um, but they twisted it all around to make it this so totally other thing to where the purpose of the law is to point us to our need for a savior. That's the purpose of the law. The law is, we read that in Romans and Galatians, both saying that the law is there to show us we need Jesus. They had taken the law and twisted it all to the point where they didn't need Jesus, where they read it and they uh, were good we're good. And that takes some serious law twisting. And he's again, pointing out their, their hypocrisy. Again, the, the mask wearing the fakers, their actors, he's saying what you're seeing is not real and, um, and blind guides. So again, so when I read this, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Well, first of all, I think that we need to value our integrity. We need to value our word. If I say yes, it needs to be yes. If I say no, it needs to be no. And sometimes we need to be slow to speak, slow to answer, because we say yes and we say no too quickly and we bind ourselves into a situation where we're not going to do something that we should do or we're doing something we shouldn't do because we are want to keep our word. We're in like, um, if you remember the story of Jephthah, where Jephthah, he is given a great victory by the Lord and he says, uh, before the battle, he says, God, if you give me this victory, whatever comes out of my house to greet me when I get home, 
I'm going to offer as a sacrifice to you. Apparently, like, you know, if I, when I come home, if my dog comes running out or whatever, just um, weird. Well, his daughter runs out, you know, and then he's in this spot where he's like, well, I got to honor my oath. And so rather than saying, I'm going to break my oath, God, I made this foolish oath. Forgive me. Instead, he says, I'm going to keep my oath by committing a greater sin and killing my daughter. Of course, there is debate about whether or not he killed his daughter or not. But the whole point, if you read the book of Judges, is people are doing ridiculous things. They're doing crazy, unbiblical things. They're doing things that are contrary to the law, contrary to the word of God, because they're not following God. They're, as the book says over and over, there was no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own sight, or every man did what was right in his own eyes. They were doing what they thought was the right thing to do. So we need to be slow to speak slow to answer. We need to think these things through because we need to be a person of our word. We need to be consistent in that. Uh, and as parents, that is vital. It's vital when our word no longer means things. We'll, we find our kids are arguing with us about everything, trying to get us to change our mind constantly. Every time we give them a no, they know hey, if I talk to him, if I nag him long enough, he's going to change his mind. He's going to give in. Well, let your no mean no and your yes be yes. Stick to your guns as they say. But be careful and don't say no too quickly and don't say yes too quickly. It's perfectly fine to say, you know what? I'm going to take some time to think about this. I'm going to take some time to pray about this. And it may annoy your children, but your children will at least know that you're a person of your word. God bless you. Talk to you next time.